welcome back guys to keeping it simple where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand today we have scott back with us say what's up to the people hey guys uh, it's good to be with you luis uh, i'm loving doing this podcast and i'm excited for where we're going yeah so first of all i want to say thank you to you guys who have been listening uh to the last um uh, couple of podcasts that we've put out. It's been uh, fun doing this with you, Scott. Uh, today, what we'd like to do is kick off a series on our values and practices. And this one's going to look like pretty simple, which is kind of, you know, what we're after uh, and kind of <laughs> self-explanatory, really, where we want to keep Jesus at the center of what we're doing. And what we mean by that is, you know, always remember why we're doing what we're doing, keeping the main thing, the main thing. And so we believe that Jesus, as the scriptures say, is the preeminent figure of all of creation, is the preeminent figure of all of history, is the preeminent figure of, uh, uh, all of time. And, um, you know, we, we want to, you know, hang our hat on the fact that Jesus is who he said he is. And we want to build a movement of disciple making around the fact that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is God, and that Jesus grants us uh, the ability to jump on mission with him. When we when we think about uh, uh, the centrality of uh, Jesus and how amazing Jesus is, um, what, what, what kind of things come to mind, uh, Scott? When I think of Jesus at the center, uh, obviously the center of anything is core. It's the middle, like nerd mode here. You got the Death Star and Luke has to shoot into the middle of the Death Star to blow it up, right? The center is important. Jesus must be at the center of everything. Now, commonly you may hear people say, Jesus needs to be first in your life, the highest priority. And yeah, having him high priority is great and that's important. But if he's not the center, he's not able to impact every area of your life. Uh, he needs to be more than just like the first thing of your day or the most important thing. He needs to be able to impact every single area of your life. And so that's why we're not saying, you know, put him first. We're saying put him at the center because if he doesn't touch the last place in area in your life. He doesn't touch the second most important area. He doesn't touch your friends and your family and, and, and all that you're doing. If he doesn't have that impact in your life where you're willing to, to live how he lived and, and walk in his ways and talk about him, then he's not at the center. And he's got to be at the center of your life. So he's got to be, yeah. you know, in the center of the Death Star, and I forgot, as I talked about. And I forgot who, who it was who said it, but e- either Jesus is Lord or he's nothing. Right. Mm. I think it was Tim Keller, but I could be wrong. Like either Jesus is Lord or he's nothing. Right. Mm. And I think it was C.S. Lewis, though, who said like Jesus uh, could be one of four things. He could be a liar, a lunatic, a legend or Lord. Right. And if he's a liar, why believe him? If he's a lunatic who follows crazy people. There's, guess, there's, some people, there's some people there's some people out there that follow some crazy liar, people. <laughs> uh, lunatic legend. Um uh, you know, like if he's just a story that was made up, like not worth repeating over and over again. But if he's Lord, then uh, Lewis would say um, definitely worth stopping in your tracks and um, taking him at his word. And, and you know, mm. Jesus, uh, um, you know, the, the the text says that he he's the image of the invisible God. Right. Like he, um, you know. 
is the Lord himself. And so I love the, the way that Paul um, kind of sheds some light on this uh, kind of theme in, in the book of Colossians in the letter to the, the church uh, of, of Colossians. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So talking about his preeminence, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things have been created through him and for him. All right. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. And as we look to create this disciple making movement here, we want to make sure that that he takes the place. He is the first. He's the last. He's everything in between. And that he's the one that we recognize when we know that we're taking our orders from that we you know, swear our primary allegiance to um, and that kind of thing. You know, it's OK for us to love our country. Right. It's OK for us to love our nation. But at the end of the day, when you look at the scriptures, right, uh, uh, our first allegiance isn't to empire. Our first allegiance is to the person and the lordship of Jesus Christ, because I think, as you said before, it's like king, right? Like he is king and our allegiance is to the king himself. Yeah, man, I, I love uh, as you read Colossians one here, um, just to backtrack slightly, uh, you know, he mentioned the, the preeminence, you know, the visible, invisible firstborn of all creation. You know, we believe that Jesus preexisted before he walked in the flesh. Um, that's his pre-incarnate self, and and he was, uh, you know, God, the Trinity, working um, before he was in the flesh. And but as he came in the flesh, as you just alluded to, he came to be our King. He came uh, as Kanye West, the legend says, the legend. Jesus is King. Yeah. Right? Uh, great album. You should go listen to it. It's like twenty-seven minutes. It's not long. Um, but. Jesus is king. He came as a as a humble king. Philippians 2 talks about how he lowered himself. He came off of yeah. his throne yeah, yeah. in the heavens, and he came as a lowly servant, came as a human baby. There's not anything more vulnerable than a human baby. Right. Some people of mine recent, that I know recently had a baby. Man, those things are vulnerable. You got to do everything for them. Um, and one day I'll get there for myself, man. But they don't do anything. They can't feed themselves. They can't walk. And this is what our king came as, came in the form of, of of a baby, uh, vulnerable uh, for us, and and then he he you know he grew up uh, and, and he he taught his disciples certain things and and to walk in the ways of him, walk in the ways of Jesus, caring for the marginalized and for the poor, and and submitting ourselves to to the higher calling of, mm. of the Lord to, to what God has for us. Um, you know, there's an element of of following Jesus and making him king in our life. Of we've got to give certain things up. We have to be willing to sacrifice yeah. some of our own uh, pleasures and desires and wants, and we got to give that up. Um, in the way, the ways of Jesus, we do that. We submit those things. You know, uh, we got to give up our comfort sometimes. Mm. You know, and frankly, uh, as Americans, we probably have the most privilege in the world, and we have to be willing to to give up some of that comfort or what we think success may look like mm. uh, to help other people to to pave the way for different people groups um to care for all kinds of people to love people as Jesus did and you know i i think of uh you know scripture 
specifically, I, I think of I think of relevant uh, Revelation. I think nineteen talks about Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Mm. That theme is throughout uh, Old and New Testaments, and you know, a King of the Middle Ages would have loyal subjects would have people where he would he would dic- he would put out a, a, cre- a decree or a law and you have to do this or that and and his subjects would would obey or if the king was like sucky you know they would revolt but Jesus is a good king mm. he he is for us and not against That's us right. and so if he is king of our life if he's the center that means our entire life is his our loyalty Let's is to him, him yeah. not to, to to any other man-made uh objects or, or constructs no idols you know yeah. can take his place uh, we have to if he's the center he has to be our king and yeah. kings demand the utmost loyalty yeah and i think you know and i think that that concept of kingship is not necessarily a concept that is really um well known by many of us here in the 21st century we don't century. we don't use the word right. king very right. often right yeah. and so and it is, so it might be hard for us to understand mm-hmm. you know but the words of Jesus are super clear, right? Like our life is called to reflect his. And, and our hope is that the Simple Church Collective and the, the disciples that we make, the followers of Jesus, the lifelong learners and uh, fully submitted, follow, you know, increasingly submitted uh, followers of Jesus that don't just like know the wo- words of Jesus, but that are doers of the things that Jesus did, um, uh, increasingly look more and more like Jesus, more and more like the King. I was having a conversation earlier this week with um, uh, Jeff Vanderstelt, uh, who um, has been mentoring Melissa and I, and, and he says, and he said something to the, to the effect that more and more people, you know, today, um, their, their form of Christianity is, is, is easy. More and more people, their their form of Christianity does not look like the type of Christianity that Jesus was modeling and, and called us to. It doesn't feel, he said, if it doesn't feel like taking up my cross, if it doesn't feel like I'm losing, if it doesn't feel like I'm dying, if it doesn't feel like rejection and persecution and some things people are calling persecution that are not persecution at all, right? <laughs> then it's probably not following Jesus, Right. And so the Jesus that we're following and the Jesus that we're after and the Jesus that is central to the work of the Simple Church Collective um, is like king is Lord. But. It's not easy. No, to not at all to to. Make him uh, uh, the center of, of, of all that we do, because we will face ridicule. We will face hardships. We will face uh, um, an element of rejection, you know, as we stand up for the things that we, we believe uh, that Jesus stood up for, like those on the margins, you know, being a voice for those who don't have one or have been, you know, silenced rather, because everyone has a voice. Um, and, and doing like great things in his name. And so, um, we want to be a people that keep Jesus at the center and that recognize all of these things, the things that Jesus is, you know, and, yeah, and we yeah. made a list. Jesus, uh, one, obviously we're talking center of our lives, you know, he needs to be there. Uh, but another, another cool thing is Jesus is, is the center of history. Right. Uh, I had a pastoral friend of mine uh, a number of years ago, literally wrote the word history on the board, like on a whiteboard. And it's his story. This is this, this history is his story. Jesus is story. It is he is throughout history. 
you know, he fulfilled over 300 prophecies in his life of, of the Jewish text, the Old Testament. Many of those he didn't have control over, you know, like when he was born or where he was born, he didn't have control over that. And yet he fulfilled those things. He is throughout history. The last 2000 years plus he has been known as, you know, he's the most famous person to ever exist. Uh, and his name has been used, well, unfortunately, good and bad reasons, but you know, he is throughout history. He's at the center of our salvation. You know, every religion in the world um, has a God or, or something they worship. And it's every single one except for Christianity is you have to work towards. You have to achieve this level of something to get there. Maybe it's financial giving or you have to make holy trips uh, to cities or, or to build things. But Jesus Rather than, you know, you got to do these things to be with me. You got to do these things to get to heaven with me. No, he came off of his throne to be with us, to offer us that chance of salvation, to say, hey, come and follow me and and, and believe in me and make me Lord of your life and and you can be with me. That's completely counter to to every other faith or or religion in the world. And so he's at the center of of our salvation. But then he's also the the center of our sanctification, which is a big word of just making our life like Jesus's and and transforming uh, who we are. Uh, You know, we don't walk in the same ways that we did after we come to know Jesus. You know, the the before and the after look different. Um, He transforms our behaviors. And, you know, we're not here just for behavior modification, but that does come from our relationship with Jesus. And then obviously the big one, the word we use, discipleship, or I like apprenticeship to the ways of Jesus is we continue to mold ourselves to follow him and, and change our life each day. And, and some days are harder than others. And, mm. you know, we make more progress on different days, but um, those are the ways that we make Jesus the center of our life and how he's been the center of many people's lives throughout history. And, and those are, those are incredibly relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but Luis, uh, you were telling me a little, a little earlier um, about how maybe how you've made Jesus yeah, yeah. the center of your life. Could you maybe uh, elaborate for yeah, us? Yeah, so like I grew up in the church and Jesus wasn't always the center of my life. There was a time that I walked away from uh, the church. I walked away from the Lord and then I came back uh, by God's grace, right? I always say, you know, thanks in part to a praying mother and a God that never gave up on me. Um, I was able to come back to, um, uh, you know, uh, to the Lord. And, and initially... You know, with a lot of hesitation, right? Like, God, I don't even know if you're real. That I remember praying that prayer. It was a January evening in 2005. I was like, God, if if you're real, I need your help. And what that translated to is, God, I really need you to help me uh, beat this addiction that I'm wrestling with. At the time, I was just, you know, um, just wrestling with a bunch of different stuff, identity issues, you know, uh all, all, all a bunch of different, different things. And, you know, the people that I hung out with at the time, just, you know, we all were doing different mind altering (laughs) substances to kind of numb away the pain and not think about what, you know, what was actually happening inside of our hearts and inside of our world. And so I'd spent probably about five or six years, you know, uh, in in back in the East Coast, they say dibbing and dabbling and and touching <laughs> different things and oh the East uh, Coast getting, yeah yeah and so and you know and by God's grace I you know was able to stay out of major trouble, um, but not without 
you know, wrecking my own soul uh, and experiencing hardship that I had brought upon myself and upon my family and, and different things like that. And uh, so, so it was, you know, an evening in January 2005 where I gave my, you know, I prayed a prayer that I met, but I, it was all I had. God, if you're real, would you help me? And sure enough, Jesus helped, you know, um, within a few weeks time, um, I realized that it wasn't on my effort that I had been able to stay clean and sober. Uh, I started going to the church. I joined a small group and, and Jesus, um, increasingly became the center of my existence, mm. the center of my life, the center of my friendships, the center of my communication with my family, the, the one that was able to restore my, my, my relationships, the good relationships that I had versus the relationships that I had fostered during that season of, you know, now I say like when I was wandering, you know, away, away from God and mm. just doing, doing what I wanted to do. And so all this, I think every one of us has a story, right? And when we get to the place of realizing like, hey, you know, what I'm doing is not working for me. And what I really need to start doing is uh, figuring out like, hey, you know, I, I heard a story one time. Um, Henry Ford, the guy who um, made Ford Motors, made Ford cars. Motors yeah. cars. I, and you've probably heard the story before. It's a, p- a pretty popular story was driving and uh, on an interstate, you know, pulled over, saw a person that was driving one of his vehicles and the guy's like, man, you know, like I've been sitting here four or five hours trying to figure this out, you know, you know, you might as well get back in your car. You're not really going to be able to help me because I've, I've turned this car inside and out and, and I've turned every knob that I could take, you know, and, and, and you know, mm. tried everything and it's still not working. And Henry Ford you know, allegedly came out and he said, Hey, well, let me try something. How about you go sit in the driver's side and, 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 and let me try something. He came, he moved something around and, and, uh, the car started right up. He's like, how'd you know that? He goes, Hey, I'm, I'm Henry Ford and I'm the guy that makes these vehicles, <laughs> you know? And that's the same thing with Jesus, right? Like kind of just like, Hey man, what you're doing is not working for you. You know, um, then go to the one who, you know, um, all things were created in, right? Mm. On heaven and on earth, the things that are visible and invisible, the one that uh, uh, will not only be there um, for you now, uh, has been there before we ever were, but will be here, you know, long before, uh, uh, long after, right? Um, yeah. we're, 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 you know, our time here on earth is, is done and, and will one day be at the center of all of uh, uh, heaven where every tongue, tribe, and nation uh, will be gathering around him and around the throne of worshiping him. Yeah. We're going to be wrapping this episode up, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I have a verse that I wanted to close with, uh, just emphasizing the centrality of Jesus in our life and really in the universe. Hebrews 1.3 says, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Jesus upholds the universe. He is the firstborn of all creation, meaning he existed throughout all time. And he is the reason that the, the universe is held together. He's before all things and in him all things hold together. 
Colossians 1.17. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope that this helps you uh, understand Jesus a little bit more and, and hopefully helps you to put him closer to the center of your life where he can impact every area of your life and you can be fully submitted to him as, as king and, and lord and savior of your life unless we build on the centrality of jesus and on who jesus is i feel like the simple church collective you know and just uh, christians in general will build on sand so you know as obvious as it is that jesus is the center central figure of our faith we want to just over and over and over again, create some language and create, um, you know, a, a culture of keeping Jesus at the center. Is he at the center of our meetings? Is he at the center of our homes? Is he at the center of our lives? And so with that said, guys, um, yeah, there's grace, you know, when you miss the mark, which you will, and I do, and, and we all do, right? Um, you can return to center. It's a loving center. It's a center mm-hmm. where there's hope. And it's a center where there's life, you know, and Jesus promises uh, that if we come to him, he will give us life and life in abundance. God bless you guys. Thank you for uh, listening to another episode of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. Peace.